This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Hello and welcome to Childproof by Betches Media. I'm Tori Thanum and this is Gwenna Laitland. This is the podcast dedicated to all the parents who said that really cool thing was closed today when it definitely wasn't. Oh yeah, did you know the ice cream shop in my town closes at exactly 1.47 p.m. on Tuesdays? These summer break hours are wild. Weird, so weird. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So this week we are going to kick off this episode by reading a few emails from our inbox. Yes, but before we do that, we should start the timer. We should do that. Now, this first email is from JH. We are going to just use initials for privacy. And this person says, I am a new mom. My baby is just two months old, and I have an almost two-year-old bonus daughter as well. I want to learn more about gentle parenting. I like how you both are doing it so well. Also, can we not do the timer? (laughs) I'm all for y'all just doing your thing. I don't care if it's a one-hour or five-hour episode. I just love it. Keep doing great work, and thank you for the helpful podcast. (laughs) That is not the first or only person in the email box just begging us to to dump the timer. We need the timer, okay? We do. Like, the kids need us. We only have so much time. (laughs) Uh, Next, we've got KV, who actually shared a parenting pet peeve, which is something we talked about in a previous episode. First, thank you so much for making this podcast. I've been following Mama Cusses, that's me, for a few months now, and I feel seen... Less weird, less off book, and more feeling like I'm not the only one making these choices for my family. I've so enjoyed these first episodes. Parenting pet peeve. I call them dust bunny toys. They are random, usually small toys that don't get picked up, but have hidden themselves away in corners just peeking out and reminding me I need to vacuum, but I can't because they will snarl up my vacuum if I leave them there. Mood. It's it's the edges of the room. That's what we always talk about. How does the stuff get there? Where did it come from? I've never seen that before. (laughs) How do we even own this many mice toys? Right? (laughs) Okay. This next one is from BM and it's with a book for you, Gwenna. So BM says, hi guys, currently listening to you both talking about inner voices and I completely agree. I'm 32 and I still am very much looking for my mom's approval unintentionally, but still. I have to constantly remind myself I'm an adult and I can do what I want, but also worried if my mom will agree with me. For example, my husband and I signed up to foster cats and dogs for a local rescue, and we picked up a cat and didn't tell my mother for like two weeks because I knew she'd disapprove. When she found out, I was 100% right, and she gave me all the lines my inner voice told me she would. It takes a lot of effort to convince my inner voice that something I decided on is okay, and then if it backfires, it gives my inner voice a stronger footing. Oof. I know. Felt. I also wanted to mention about the parenting books that you were talking about. I just had our second baby in January, and I've been looking through some postpartum anxiety bordering depression since he was born. Like way more anxiety than I had with my first. It's a deep, dark hole that's been hard to see the end of. Anyways, 
A book that's helped me is Good Moms Have Scary Thoughts. And I wanted to mention it because it's truly helped me normalize some of the dark intrusive thoughts. Good Moms Have Scary Thoughts. I don't actually know who the author of that is. I'm like, I haven't heard of it. I'm, I feel like I'm that would have been really helpful for me when I was in the postpartum period. I love that there are so many resources and it can just be hard for parents to seek them out because I think there's a lot of shame sometimes involved in the yeah. way we feel. In fact, I think I think we might even do a whole post if you check our social medias. We'll list a bunch of books and resources that we found helpful and I will check out Good Moms Have Scary Thoughts. Thank you. Who are you? BM. Thank you, BM. Okay. Finally, we have an episode request. If you'd like to request a topic or just say hi, please email us at childproofatbetches.com. This one comes from MH. Hello, Gwena and Tori. I absolutely love your podcast. It makes me feel so seen and heard. I just can't get enough of it. Can you please do an episode on mom guilt? I know how I should be parenting and that getting mad and yelling is not the way to go. I'm working on it, but I mess up all the time. When I listen to the podcast, it makes me feel it all the more. No, nothing you're doing. It's me. Thank you for all you do. You're both amazing. This is a fantastic suggestion. We can absolutely, absolutely. We should do it right now. It just so happens, though, that I wrote an entire chapter on mom guilt in my upcoming book, Mama Cusses, A Field Guide to Responsive Parenting and Trying Not to Be the Reason Your Kids Need Therapy from St. Martin's Press, available for pre-order at Target, Walmart, Amazon, out March 2024. Shameless plug. I love that. I I feel no shame about it. You shouldn't have any shame. Or guilt. I'm really proud of you. (laughs) Okay, so... So when we talk about mom guilt, I actually split what most people call mom guilt into two distinct categories. So there's mom guilt that everyone calls everything. And then there's also mom shame. Yeah. So here's the thing. And you know this because you're my mm-hmm. friend. But for, for those of you listening, I never considered this concept of separating the two things from mom shame and mom guilt until I talked to Gwenna, she explained this to me and I was like, what? That is so helpful to be able to categorize these things in our brains. I split mom guilt apart from mom shame because I actually appreciate my mom guilt. Yeah. And so here's the thing that I thought would be helpful is to actually look at the definitions of guilt and shame, because I think a lot of us end up using those terms interchangeably, but they are absolutely not the same thing. So shame is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. And guilt is the fact of having committed a specified or implied offense or crime in the feeling that comes from that. So shame is more of humiliation and guilt is more like, I messed up. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I separate it because mom guilt is the keeper of the memories. Mom guilt is the bitchy librarian that lives in your head and catalogs everything you've ever done, good, bad, or otherwise. So every time you make a mistake, mom guilt just tucks that away in a little file. And periodically, she, and I call my mom guilt she, by the way, because I personify this for myself. So because I am a woman, the personifications of my struggles are also female in my head. So if you're not If you're not feeling that I'm calling my mom guilt, she, 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 I get it. I am referring to my specific mom guilt and it's a bitch and a woman. So, so just, just to clarify that, but 
she will trot that out for me when I am in a similar situation, when I feel like maybe, have I seen this behavior before? Have I been in this scenario before? And she'll be like, hey, you remember this time? Yeah, you didn't do so hot. (laughs) But I can use that in this new encounter to be like, you're right. I did this last time. I'm not going to do, that did not work for me or mm-hmm. my kids or whatever it didn't it didn't make it better so right. let's try something new so and i'm not saying that mom guilt is always good at it because sometimes mom guilt trots out some memories yeah. like at really inopportune times right right no and here's the thing when i'm considering mom guilt right and this was like a big step for me in in my journey of dealing with the weight of how that can impact us is Because I used to like lay in bed at night, you know, and I would sit there and I would just be thinking, man, I yelled too much today. I handled this wrong. I should have played with them more. The laundry could have waited and I didn't do. And, you know, and it just keeps going and going and going. And then one day I was so sick of being in my own head that I said, you know what, though? What did I do right today? I've already listed out everything I did wrong today. What did I do right? Let me think about that. And what I realized is that I was doing a lot right and I wasn't giving myself any credit for it, right? I was just focused on, man, I suck because all of these things that I did wrong. But so by shifting that focus into the things that I was doing right and the things I wanted to do more of, I found that it gave me something to grow from. Instead of always trying to correct all of my mistakes, I was going, okay, but here's where I'm doing really well. How can I lean into that? How can I bring that into these things that I do want to change? Yeah, mom guilt is actually really important in in my life uh, because guilt really does have a useful role in our life. If we constantly demonize the pain, the bad memories, we end up living with this feeling of less than. If every negative thing is very internalized and I made a mistake, therefore I'm a bad person, we're going to really start to believe that mistakes make bad people. And no, that's that's not how it works. We have to encourage our own good behavior in the same way that we do for our kids. Like when our kids make a mistake, we're not going to bring that up every single day forever. Like, dude, what, what are you doing? Like, no, it is okay to recognize that we fucked up and then also let ourselves move on from that. And when we look back and we're feeling bad and going like, man, I was so bad a few years ago. I was such a bad mom. I wish that I was the mom I am now back then. Like, no, that is a marker for how far you've come, the intentional work you've put in to do this. But I think there is a Venn diagram between mom shame and mom guilt because guilt is a great way to teach us things. But when we're harping on it for too long and it is now, we've already learned the lesson and now we're just feeling bad about it and just torturing ourselves with it. That's shame now. That's a Venn diagram. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you're on the move. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash childproof. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash childproof. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It's targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. 
It's designed to work with your body, not against it. We love to see it. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash childproof. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash childproof. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. Shape your life with Honey Love. If you're a wine lover, I'm going to let you in on a little secret for finding your new favorite wines. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive of perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your wine preferences that are as unique as you are. To start, I answered a few quick questions on their website about what flavors I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé. Based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored, so I get more of what I enjoy. I really love how First Leaf tailors to my needs, and I really like cooking with wine, so I found so many different flavor profiles to include through First Leaf. Besides the great wines, the best part of the First Leaf Wine Club is the perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge and can choose when and how often I want my box delivered. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash childproof to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-F. L-E-A-F dot com slash childproof. Try com slash childproof. Yeah. So mom shame, mom shame on the other hand is an absolute twat waffle. For me, I differentiate. So mom guilt helps us remember mistakes so we can learn from them. Mom shame, however, makes us feel bad for doing the things that we need to do. Yeah. So you feel mom shame when you have to go pee and leave the kids alone for two minutes. You know, Gwyneth, speaking of that, I actually, yeah. I have a great story here. Uh, very <laughs> relevant and recent. Uh, an anecdote, if you will. Uh, I love anecdotes on Childproof. Yeah. So the other day, uh, I was hanging out with my kids. We were getting ready for camp. Uh, my kid, my, my littlest lady, my sweet little angel baby, was eating a gogurt in my bedroom. Now my bedroom has a bathroom attached and I had to pee. So like any, any person. How dare you have functioning kidneys? <laughs> I know. I, Shame. Like any person would. I went to the bathroom <laughs> for less than two minutes. Okay. <laughs> I was in there for less than two minutes and I walk out the bathroom and immediately my littlest lady still holding the gogurt is crying and she sticks her tongue out and goes, is it bleeding? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it is bleeding. Did you did bite she your cut tongue? her tongue? No, did, did she you... cut her tongue on no, the no, yogurt? That would have been better. I was, uh, I was like, did you bite your tongue eating yogurt? And But she is like upset, right? But her sister, her sister who is one year older than her that was in the room goes, no, mom, maple bitter tongue. Maple's our pet rat. And I was, I did not believe it. I could not believe that because what? Like the rat cage is in my room, but I was gone for two minutes. And also how would the rat bite her tongue? The rat was in the cage. So yeah. I'm like, I, I looked at my, my middleest kid and I was like, dude, because uh, she likes to be silly a lot, right? She tells stories mm -hmm. sometimes. And I'm like, hey, I need to figure out what happened. Your sister's really upset. So I'm looking at my littlest and I'm like, let's take a breath here, drink some water. I'm doing everything to get her to calm down mm -hmm. and talk to me. And I'm like, what, what happened to your tongue? And my middle list again is like, mom, maple bit her tongue. And I'm like, dude, I need a second, right? Because I'm so like overstimulated in this moment and, yeah. and confused. And I'm like, yeah. hang on a second. Like, I want to hear from your sister. So please hang on a second, right? So now my daughter is calm. 
And I'm like, what happened? And now she's just looking at me. And my middleest kiddo again says, Mabel bit her tongue. And I was like, okay. And I look at my littlest lady and I was like, did Mabel bite your tongue? And she nods yes. <laughs> How? How did this happen? Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, so- <laughs> I was like, how did maple bite your tongue? And she said, I stuck my tongue in the cage. <laughs> okay, the next question I know doesn't have an answer. Why? Why did uh, you no, stick your tongue in the cage? No, it does actually have an answer. Well, now, okay, it's also good. important to note here that I don't think anyone was at fault here. A new five-year-old made an impulsive decision because she knew the boundary. She knew the boundary was to not put anything through the cage bars, but the rats are really sweet animals. And I think she did not believe me that there was a risk, but she had yogurt on our, on her tongue and our rat's favorite treat is yogurt. So she put the yogurt covered tongue in the cage. Rat thought it was a snack. It wasn't a bad bite, right? It was not bad. But when I asked why she, she told me, okay, her and her sister told me that they, Animals kiss by licking. Oh my God. She wanted to kiss the rat. <laughs> it just gets worse. Just but the worst part of the story is that I almost had two kids have this happen to them. <laughs> because, because I looked at my my middleist and I was like, Did you know she was gonna do this? And she was like, Yeah, she told me right before she did it. And I was like, Why didn't you tell her not to do it? And she's like, Well, I don't know that was gonna happen. Okay, valid. Okay, uh, fair. But apparently she had also considered putting her tongue in the cage, but was like, I don't think it'll fit. So <laughs> that's <laughs> I was in the bathroom for less than two minutes. So is, is that where the shame comes in? Like I had no. the audacity to pee. Oh. No, th- that's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that's not it. Right. Because you, you would wrong. think, Shut you would up, think my, I- my kid stuck her tongue in a rat cage and that would make me feel like guilty or shame because I should have prevented that. Would you ever think that your child... <laughs> would put their tongue in a rat cage. Like, no, that's not a thing I could have considered. I went over everything and the reasons why we don't do everything we do. She and knew and did it anyway. Don't, don't, you know, you never specific. What happened is you never specifically said, do not stick right. your tongue. You said fingers, you said noses, you said toes, yeah. but not specifically I tongue. I did not specifically say the tongue. So like, okay, like maybe that's my fault, but I will, I, I'm going to say it's not my fault. But yeah. so here's where the shame came in is yeah. because it was a rat bite, even though uh, they're a domestic rat who has mm-hmm. a clean bill of health from the vet and the cage, thankfully, had just been deep cleaned less than 12 hours before, okay? Uh, rats, there is a very, very, very rare illness that you could maybe get if you're bit by a rat, okay? Right. and But it's very rare. But if you get bit by a rat, you should get prophylactic antibiotics. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I got to bring my kid to the doctor. That's where the shame came in because now I have to go tell other people yeah. In a professional setting. Yep. And because no, I see there, it. there is a stigma about having pet rats for people who don't know about them and they're like, mm-hmm. ew. And it's like, it's really not ew. I promise you don't care. So I won't explain it. But like, you know, but knowing I would have to now go to a doctor's office and tell several people that my kid <laughs> got bit by a rat on the tongue, got bit by a rat on the tongue trying to kiss it. <laughs> Your kid tried to French a rat. 
Yeah. So okay. No, yeah, I mean, but no. That, that but... was the shame because it it wasn't because this was such a freak accident, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. no way I could have predicted this. I did everything in my power to prevent this from happening. I was supervising her by the cage as I always do, and I just mm-hmm. went to the bathroom for less than two minutes. And so I, it was. I felt bad that my kid got hurt, right? And that she was scared. It freaked me out, right? Mm-hmm. And so. At some future point, your mom guilt will kick in and you'll be like, hey, I need to pee. Go scurry out of the room real quick. <laughs> right. But that's the useful right. part of. It's everyone in my house just keeps hearing me say at random times, don't stick your tongue in a rat cage. And and my other kids are like, mom, I wouldn't do that. And I was like, yeah, that's what I thought about your sister too. But <laughs> look what happened here. here we are. No, <laughs> but I think that's perfect because mom shame is one part feeling bad because I need to take a shower and that's taking time away from my family or mm-hmm. I'm not doing something that I should be doing. No, you should be showering. Yes. That, that's not right. only you good hygiene. You feel clean. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's self-care, right? right. Like but two things can be true, but mom shame really rolls in when you start thinking about other people's opinions. Yeah. Is my doctor going to notify CPS because my clumsy five-year-old boy is covered in bruises? Right. And that's a big part of it too, is because it is this, I think the shame comes from a fear that mm-hmm. other people will not trust that we are the parents we say we are. Yeah. Yeah. Is the school going to believe that my kid just fell down the stairs and broke their arm and I didn't like abuse them into breaking their arm? And and it's it's such the shame that comes in there is not helpful because we do know the truth of what happened. Like I know that my kid fucked around and found out by sticking her tongue in a rat cage. (laughs) uh, You know, and thankfully, all of the doctors had met children before. You know, it was a silly story and they all very much cared about her and trusted me. But there was that kind of fear, that shame. So I think when we're talking about that aspect of the shame and our fear of what other people say, like that is not serving us. Some fears are really good. They help us be cautious. But in these types of situations, I think it's because we love our kids so deeply and we do care for them so deeply and we are looking out for them and freak things still happen. And when we have to go and and explain that to someone, we're going, please believe that I love this baby so much and that my kid is just acting like a kid. But in my experience, 99% of the time, like people have met kids. They do believe you. It's just, we just have anxiety. (laughs) Right. Well, and it's, it's even like less, less big than, than, you know, doctors and bruises and broken arms and teachers and pet animals. And it's even just the really shallow stuff. Like my kid, I did not fight the clothing battle. So we're going to Walmart in one galosh, one crock, a rainbow tutu, a Christmas sweater and deer antlers. That's That's what forcing my tween to bring her jacket in her backpack just so that they know I did have the battle. Like here's our compromise. Like, fine. You want to go out in short sleeves in 38 degree weather, bring the coat. Bring it. Bring the idea of warmth with you so people don't think I'm a shitty parent and didn't make you wear a coat. If if people come to your house and your house isn't impeccably clean and you're like, are they going to judge me because my house isn't perfect for my kids? Like it's there's laundry in the living room. Like it's we do. We we considered I think we put too much energy on the way other people will consider what we're doing with our kids when we're just doing our best. Yeah, it's mom shape. That's mom shape. By the time baby number two comes, you feel superhuman. 
you totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. For a little while, anyway. Their Calm Lavender Collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed. And their super absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, The Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in-house lab to create eco-friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant-based materials that are ultra-soft and super absorbent. Good for your whole family? and your environment. Try Honest for yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com. Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again. My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, it really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated, and it just feels like I'm drinking lemonade. Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating, and zero calories. So you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart, or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. And this is going to feel like a real bold statement from me, uh, who does what I do. Mom shame in this day and age, this has not been universally true for all of history, but mom shame in this day and age, I feel like is fueled by the perfection expectation set by social media. Absolutely. And I think the funny thing is, is that with both of us doing what we do, where we go on the mm -hmm. internet and talk about parenting and we're sharing our own highlight real of sorts. And I yeah. know both of us are intentional about being like, no, we mess up too. Like, please yeah. believe yeah. us. But, but even with that being what we do, I mm -hmm. look at other social media parents and feel inadequate. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think part of it too, is we are comparing our weaknesses to other people's strengths. Well, yeah. I mean, social media is very much a blessing and a curse in the parenting sphere, especially when it comes to mom guilt and mom shame, yeah. because there is a, a tremendous perk importance to looking at other moms and going, oh my God, they're struggling with yelling too. Oh my gosh, my kid does that. <gasps> Your kid only eats four foods and they're still alive? Neat. There's a great way to foster community. There is, I mean, I have learned so many things from so many other parents on social media who are like, this weird story happened to me. This is how I handled it. And I'm like, wow, that's great. I'm going to take pieces of that into my parenting. And it's, it's the virtual village. I think it gives us a bigger look 
into how different people handle things than any generation of parents ever had before. Yeah, absolutely. But the same side, is there a different side of the same coin is it's also a massive curse because when we are consuming this social media, we're seeing their highlight reel. We're seeing the staged, curated moments that they are willing to share. And there are lots and lots of parents who are very raw about that. Emily Jean 333, she does this whole like normalizing normal thing where she shows like her house is a mess, but her kids are happy. It's not a dangerous mess. It's a evidence of life mess. Exactly. It's a lived in Um, house. Casey Davis does struggle care and how to clean and how to take care of shit and how to accomplish shit. So like there are some very, very raw, real human beings in the spaces. But even then, even then, I look at Emily Jean 333's content and go, oh man, she takes her kids all the places. I feel the same way. She's like, (laughs) she's an extrovert. And I like, well, I get on myself about it. And I'm like, I wish... That I could go to a bunch of places, but I would cry. I I could do a couple <laughs> places. I could do a couple places, but it's like see and and where I live, it's a two hour commitment just to get there. Yeah. My kids are going to be pissed and done yeah. by the time we arrive. Are we there yet? Are yes. we there yet? Are we there yet? So, <laughs> so like, but like, if if both of us compare our own selves to these other moms that we love and appreciate and yeah. get so much out of. We will at times feel inadequate. We will feel shame and that's stupid because it's not just it's not just strengths and weaknesses, although that's a lot of it. It also speaks to financial privilege. It speaks to support versus solo. Do you have a good support system in place or are you soloing this shit and you're doing the best you fucking can? Right, right. And I mean, I think even if you look at both of us, right? We are both married to our partners and we live in a, like we are, we are privileged. There is a level of privilege we both have. There's several levels of privileges, but that's not what this right, podcast right. is about. <laughs> right. But what, what I'm saying though, is that like when we talk about the family dynamic, right? Yeah, yeah. We both live in the home with the father of our babies. That is a huge privilege. And still we see in our conversations that there is a level of support you have that I don't because I don't have family. Well, and not just that, Jack works from home with me. Like your partner works out of the home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and my partner works two jobs out of the house. So it's, yeah, there's like these degrees where it's like, what I'm getting at is that even when you're looking at someone who seems so much like you, there are so many factors that are different that it is, it is useless to try to compare because your strengths could be someone else's weakness. Your level of support is totally different than someone else. Like we can't compare where we're at in life because where we are right now is a culmination of how we got here. Right. So before in the pandemic days, when everything was shut down and we were all stuck in the house, mm-hmm. My daughter and I decided that we were going to take on cake decorating. That's just, that's, that's what we decided we wanted to do together. Yeah. And so we took to the internet and the social media site that sucked us into its trap was Pinterest. I've never understood Pinterest. I want to, I just don't get it. I've tried, but continue. (laughs) So we, 
we found Pinterest and we found these cute cupcakes that were quote unquote easy, quote unquote beginner cupcakes. And you only needed a few tips and you could use jarred frosting if you added a little bit of powdered sugar to it mm-hmm. and box cake. And you could make these really, really cute cacti and succulents. Well, I have on and off grown cacti and succulents. I have cacti and succulents tattooed on my hands, <laughs> not just on my body, my hands. Yeah. Yeah. So like this is a it's 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 a part of my identity, right? It's a part of my appreciation. Right. We decided that we were going to decorate these things. So we watched the video and we even looked up a couple other creators who had done cacti and succulent cupcakes with frosting and we got to it. We got we I I ADHD the fuck out of it is what <laughs> I did. I didn't just get a box of cake and some frosting and a couple tips from the baking aisle at Walmart. You opened a mini bakery in your kitchen? I opened a mini bakery, like the turntable, offset spatula. I don't know what to do with any of <laughs> I don't of know it. what to do with any of those things, but I have them now. But I have them. So I we dove all in and we baked the cupcakes and we let them cool and we got the frosting. We even made our own buttercream instead of using the jarred frosting and sort of yeah. trying to doctor it. And we set about decorating and we were at it for like two hours. And when we finished, we had cacti that had first been fed through a I think there's a Netflix show about this. (laughs) There's there's several (laughs) Netflix shows about this. All right. It looked like we took cacti, flung them through a wood chipper, chewed them up, spit them out, (laughs) and then like did a tap dance on the remnants. Yeah, for sure. And that's what was on top of our cupcakes. But were were they tasty? No, here's the thing is oh. we got so we got so upset at ourselves, we didn't even eat them. We put them in the container and we refused to open the container again <laughs> because we were so disappointed at this oh. perfection expectation that Pinterest that we I'm I'm not blaming Pinterest at all. Sometimes this is an internal processing I'm blaming thing. Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we didn't eat them. We were so upset at how badly, at how poorly our first time ever trying to do decorated cupcakes came out. And that's where the shame still, yeah. that's where the, the guilt kicks in for me is we got mad at ourselves because the first time we ever tried to do a thing, it didn't look like people who have had years and years and weeks and weeks of practice right, right. doing this. And then they picked the most perfect cupcakes of all the ones yeah. and put those on the internet. Right. And I'm mad. My daughter is mad. We are community mad that it didn't fucking work. <laughs> but I'll tell you, because we've talked about this before with the inner voice thing, Right. And so, you know, I have started painting a mural on my wall. Okay. Now this, for me to get to the point of actually doing that, it took a lot of internal work because I was like, I almost didn't do it because I was like, if I do this, it's just going to suck. There's no point in doing it. Like literally just like beating myself up about this mural because I was like, Meh, I suck. Right. Shame. Okay. So no, I, I got, I got the whole text stream yeah, there. You got some of it. Okay. Some of those were inside <laughs> thoughts. Now. <laughs> You know, I started drawing this on the wall, washable markers, and then I got bored. I was like, I'm just going to start painting. I'm bored. So (laughs) I was doing this the other night. Okay. I was painting this mural on my wall. My oldest kid comes out and she's sitting with me and we're chatting and she's watching and she goes, why are you doing this? Like, why are you painting the wall? And I said, you know, I felt like it. I have never been able to like make a space mine. And this is really exciting for me. And I've, I've always wanted to do something like this. So like, I just want to make it more me. And she's like, oh, okay. Disappears. Just scurries off. Comes back a little while later. 
with her sketchbook in hand with this like dragon cat uh, fox, like this really cool sketch. And she goes, I think I want to paint my wall too. And she goes, she goes, I realize she talks like a little adult. She goes, I realize my design here is a little ambitious. <laughs> like That's how she said it. Yeah. Okay. And she goes, I realize my design here is a little ambitious, but I want to get some practice in first. I'm, I think I'm going to paint it on like paper or canvas and do that a few times before I decide to do it on the wall, just to make sure I feel comfortable doing it. And it was like the weirdest like mind flip for me yeah. because I recognize when I considered doing this mural, I was like, man, I suck. I shouldn't even bother. And my kid was like, I know I can do this, but I should practice first. <laughs> how, how do I parent myself? Because she's like, she's got this down, you know? <laughs> but but it's interesting to note, you you know, a major difference. I mean, aside from history and experience, there's a major difference. You are regularly and routinely on the internet and your child has very limited access to it. That is true. That is true. I wonder, I mean, I would say it's 90% good parenting, but like, is there a 10% window that because your child has limited access to the cesspool that is comment sections? Well, and that's the thing, because, you know, I've shared some of her artwork on social Mm -hmm. media because her dream, her dream is to be a YouTuber. Of course it is. Of course it is. Because she actually, she wants to share her art. That's Uh what she wants to do. But like we have a whole, that's a conversation for a different day. She's not allowed on YouTube That's a whole other episode, honestly. (laughs) But she wanted to share her art and it was important to her. And we talked about why. I said, is it because of the likes and comments? Because that's not like a great reason to do social media, Mm -hmm. whatever. And she goes, I'm just really proud of it and I want people to see it. And I said, I can support that. And so our compromise is that I share her art on my social media where I can screen comments to make mm-hmm. sure that her feelings are not getting hurt, that she is not exposed to what comment sections can turn into. To to the tools that develop right. mom shame. And if you're not a parent and listening to this and going, oh, well, I don't have mom guilt and mom shame. No, but you have people guilt and people shame. Yeah. Like, yeah. There are still things when you go out in public that you consider how are people going to perceive me? Is it okay Mm -hmm. that I do this? Is it okay that I look like this? Am I being weird? Those are all things that are going through your your head and it is still applicable. When I flippantly say, when people ask me, how, how are you okay with wearing the bright makeup and the silly clothes and the insane hair? Like, how are you just okay with that? And I flippantly say, I ran out of fucks to give. The truth is I sort of did the internal work to release myself of at least some of the shame. Yeah. Related to how people perceive me. I get the same type of question and I still catch myself, especially when I am going to events where I'm, you know, the parent, Mm -hmm. right? I'm not out as Tori. I'm out as I am so-and-so's parent, right? And I see all the other parents and and I'm like, I don't look like them. And there's like a part of me that's a little anxious, but typically people are fine with me, right? But I say that I have always hated the cliche of just, you shouldn't care what other people think. That's impossible. I don't think that is... achievable. We're going to care. What my goal is and what I teach my kids is that we need to prioritize the way we feel about ourselves over the opinions of other people. Because when we are valuing our own opinion of ourselves, 
higher than what other people might have to say about us or the way they might interpret us, then it's not going to affect us to the same degree. And I think that's why like when I had to bring my kid to the doctor because she stuck her tongue in a rat cage, the shame was it, it wasn't about what happened because I was so confident in everything I did. And of course, now I've learned that I do need to say very specific things. But, <laughs> you know, it, it was a bit of mom shame, but it wasn't so overwhelming because I felt that these professionals were going to hear me that like, this was a weird thing that happened. Like, this is the weirdest thing you're going to hear today. I know. Uh, <laughs> so I do, I do have to, my pediatrician told me something very specific about one of the things that released me of so much shame because my son is my son and inherited my absolute grace, which is to say we fall over a lot. And if there is a solid surface, we will find a way to bump into it. Yeah. Me and my kids too. (laughs) My son and me. We're constantly, we've got weird bruises. I've lived with this behavior, with this lack of ability to stand for so long. Um, I will periodically look down and go, where did I get that bruise? I don't remember doing that. Uh, that's, I, I bruise like a banana. I just expect there to be marks everywhere. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> but my, my, my pediatrician told me this because I asked him, because at one point we went in just for a well child. And I asked him, I was like, so uh, this kid is absolutely covered in bruises. And he took a look and he said, I, I probably get this question once a day. There are specific bruises that we really look for as red flags. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a pattern of bruises. There's location of bruises. There's size of bruises, there's depth of bruises. So if you walk in with your kid and they've got bumps, bruises, and scrapes on their legs and their arms, your doctor probably, they'll notice, it's their job to notice, probably not going to judge you right? because they see kids covered in bumps, bruises, and scrapes. That's a sign that your kid is having fun playing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He said the exact same thing. He goes, that's a sign that your kid is kidding well. Right. There, there are specific things that they are looking for. Now, no thing is universal, but that put my mind at so much ease to know that, no, 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 we're not just looking at bruises. We're looking for specific things and other markers. It's not just the bruising. There's other markers they're looking for. And I, and I think that's an important piece when we're talking about because mom guilt can be helpful. We, we know this because mom guilt is like, I left my hot coffee on the edge of the counter. My kid knocked it. It spilled. And thankfully, they didn't get hurt, but they could have. And so now I'm so careful to make sure that my coffee cup is at the back of the counter, right? That is a helpful thing. That is a learning moment. We can learn from that moment and then dump the guilt. Like we don't need to hold on to feeling bad about it, right? But with shame, shame would say, man, You left your coffee there and your kid almost got hurt. You're a horrible parent. Who let you have kids? You shouldn't drink coffee at all. Like you are so bad. No, you're not. Like you just, you just set your coffee down because your, your other kid probably just needed something. So you set the coffee down and left the room. That doesn't make you a bad parent. So guilt we can learn from shame is telling us lies about ourselves. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun, but springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. 
I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June, we all sound like this just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. I would like to do a thing, and this is going to be an audience participation uh, event. All right. I'm here for it. So uh, we're just going to start with the two of us right now. I would very much like to expand this. At some point, I would like to have like a whole competition for mom fails. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to share one of my mom fails, and Tori is going to share one of their mom fails. Not the rat cage thing? Well, not yeah, the rat we cage there. that one. That's fine. Okay. No, you got to find a new one. It's not like we don't both have a laundry <laughs> right. list to choose from. <laughs> and we're going to put up on Instagram, uh, on our stories, an opportunity to vote for who has the better, who failed in a more mom-like fashion. Who's got the best mom fail? All right. Uh, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I will go first. Okay. Okay. So for context... One of my kiddos has a medical condition that requires quarterly ultrasounds. Every three months, we have to go travel an hour. We call it Jelly Belly Day. We make a whole thing out of it to make it fun, not stressful. And so I've been really good about that, right? Because it's important. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one time, I missed the appointment because they, they schedule it. They send me a letter. And I got the letter. And it was the day after Christmas. And when I saw it, I was like, I should call them because I'm not going, I'm not going to travel an hour the day after Christmas. Like, no, you want me to be an hour away at 8am on December 26th? Like, no. So I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And then I didn't, I lost the letter (laughs) and I uh, didn't think about it again at all until January (laughs) when they called and were like, Hey, uh, do you want to reschedule that? And I was like, Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> oh, she wouldn't have had to miss school had I went on December 26th. <laughs> but, but we went, it was fine. And then you, we, you forgot an entire, not not just like a well child, like yeah, an important an for important her health. For her health thing that we've done for seven years now. <laughs> just every, every three months. Yep. Gone. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think I can top that though. I think I have a better one. Okay, let's hear it. I have a reputation in my home 
as the oven killer. What? What? I have killed three ovens. That seems challenging. It is. So <laughs> the first one was an electric one. I tried to clean it and uh, you can pull out the little coil burners, mm-hmm. except I did not pull it out right. And so my solution to realizing it wouldn't come out was not to stop and examine, but to just pull harder. I uh, I broke the whole electrical like thing that's underneath and like that burner was forever dead. Love that um, for you. <laughs> I caught something on fire, not because I was cooking anything and burnt it. I had a candle burning and I caught a kitchen towel on fire and I set it next to the stove and I didn't notice that it was on fire yet and it caught everything that was on the stove on fire. So I did that. It was a small fire. It it didn't burn anywhere else. Okay. I I fire extinguished it out. But the mom fail that I am sharing is because it directly relates to being a mom. Um, My teenager was teenagering and we were having a discussion about the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Uh, she really did not wrap her head around the dishwasher does clean dishes. It cannot, however, liquefy lettuce and corn. You have to remove the food from the plate by scraping it into the disposal or the compost or the trash, depending on what we're going with. The universal dishwasher conversation. Yep. Yes. Okay. So we're having that, and she is giving me attitude, and I am not handling it very well. (laughs) I am getting amped and amped and amped, and I was hitting my red zone. If you've listened to previous episodes, I'm hitting my level of tolerance for her bullshit, (laughs) and I lose it. I, I lose control and I start yelling at her and she is now old enough that she's yelling back at me. So this is a two-way emotional dysregulation pileup happening here, right? Oh, man. But this conversation was happening just as I had walked in the door and I carried this hard packed lunchbox because I was working out of the home at the time. This is in the days before the littles. So Abby was still an only child. And I would do this thing where I'd walk in with it on my shoulder because it had a shoulder strap. I would let it slide down my arm and I would do this little wrist flick and it would slide across the tile floor and just come to rest. Like I'd done it so often, I knew exactly how hard to flick it to make it go sit where it sat in my kitchen floor. Except this time I was actively screaming at my child. I let it slip off my arm. I did the wrist flick and I did it entirely too hard. So instead of just gently sliding it across the tile floor, I yeeted it across the fucking kitchen. Oh no. Full power into my oven door. Oh no. And it sounded like glittery rain. For a moment, it looked like vampire skin <laughs> in in my in my kitchen. It was everything oh, was glittery because uh, the front of an oven is tempered glass, right. so it doesn't shatter. It, it breaks into yeah. these little chunky pieces, it's like yes, yeah, livers. So anyway, uh, that was how we both regulated because we started doing this very is cartoonish it at least a joke. Now it it absolutely is. Okay. It is. Uh, the last time Abby and I got into a disagreement, she was a little amped. Luckily, I was still in control, but she got a little amped. And I was like, are you done? Uh, do you need a moment to chill? She goes, do you need a moment to kill an oven? <laughs> I feel like every time that you get mad, she should be telling you to step away from the oven. Right. Just just come out of the kitchen, mom. Lose your shit here. We don't right. want to pay for another oven Let's again. go outside, mom. Outside. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, we did this cartoonish moment where we were looking at each other and looking at the oven and looking at each other and like faster Mm -hmm. and faster every time until we were both giggling. Right. (laughs) 
So anyway, I have killed three ovens, one of which while absolutely losing my shit on my cake. Yeah. Okay. I think you might have outdone me on that. We'll we'll let our listeners be the be the ones to vote on it. But I I do I will accept the L if I need to, but there will be a rematch. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, uh Tori may have come unprepared for the level of how hard I can fail as a mother. (laughs) (laughs) Um I've got a few years on them. Yeah. Uh, just by nature fine. of my kid. I, being I'm gonna older. catch up, okay? I'll catch up. It'll be fine. Hey, that was actually our timer. Uh, we do need to hear from you. Be sure to check out our Insta stories and let us know who uh, mom failed harder. And we will be doing an Ask Us Anything episode very soon. So we're collecting mom fails. We are collecting topic suggestions and we're collecting Ask Us Anything. Um, you can ask us anything. We are not promising to answer yeah. everything. You feel free to ask us anything. Ask us. <laughs> we'll, we'll pick what we want to answer. We will be doing an Ask Us Anything episode very soon. Please email us at childproof at betches.com and you could be featured on Childproof. And we are all over social media. You can find me at Tori Phantom. You can find Gwenna at Mama Cusses and of course at Betches Moms. Check us out. TikTok, Instagram, all the places. And so you don't miss an episode, be sure to subscribe to Childproof on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a rating on Apple and Spotify. And remember, sometimes our kids are the assholes. And sometimes it's us. And another. <laughs> Childproof is produced by Rebecca Salzmacat and Sean Kilby. Editing by Basilio Perez. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your email to moms at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy, perfectly blending refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, there's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. My favorite flavor is the lemon. The mandarin orange is my favorite flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.